the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to the Mission Life Podcast. Today we are at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Conference here in Dallas, Texas, and we have an opportunity to sit with Kelly Copeland, who is the daughter of Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, the co-host of Kelly and Jerry on the Victory Channel, and author of Protecting Your Family in Dangerous Times, as well as a new and upcoming book in 2022, An Invitation to His Presence, A Private Place Reserved for You, A 90-Day Devotional Journey. Kelly, welcome to the welcome. show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's an honor. So, Kelly, um, we just would love to ask you, can you tell us more about the journey and what stirred you in writing this 90-Day Devotional? Well, the 90-Day Devotional is kind of, it was a freebie, really. The Lord started dealing started talking to me and so it's really my devotional mm. I mean it's his talk to me his talking to me and when mm. going back some the journey to get there was uh in 20 uh 2014-15 16 was very hard for me a marriage breaking up, a divorce, another one. I've I've learned to be delivered from that word another that has shame to it. It's like again, I was again, Kelly's getting a divorce again because I've been divorced before. But this time I didn't go, well, it's so-and-so's fault, so I'm forgiven. I mean, I forgive them and I'm moving on. You know, the Lord didn't let me do that. He just dug into me. And he, he I, can't, I was just so... I was just in this place where I didn't know what to do. And I felt like I needed something in my soul. And I, I mean, that's not what we teach about. <laughs> I've grown up in ministry, an amazing household where we believe God, we read the word, we love the word, we love Jesus, but we don't know, we know that. We don't know everything, you know? So that usually the devil tr- gets you where you don't know, right? So I just felt like I needed more and I, I, I went, I just said, Lord, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and so he started telling me. And uh, he, he said, I'm going to send you people to listen to. And I need you to listen to them for what they know that you don't know, not what they don't know that you know. I know that sounds kind of confusing, but it untangled something in my mind where I was like, oh, yeah, they don't need to know what I know. I need to know what they know. And I really became a listener. And um, so I started listening to people. Man, I started seeing stuff in my heart, in my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. My emotions were immature because we just don't do emotion. We do the word, you know, which is good if you're in trouble. You don't want to be led by your emotions and falling apart. I'm good at that. But the immaturity of it was messing my life up. So he started. I started in 2017. I asked the Lord. I was really confused about what to do about a certain situation it wasn't a huge situation but it was just it was important and I was just kind of I don't know do I do this do I do that and I had always wanted to be that person who would get up every day and my mom every morning her feet tracking to the to her getting up early you know and she always would spend time with the Lord, pray, speak, read the Word. I wanted to be that person. I had all these kids, and I wasn't, and I felt bad, but I wanted to, but I didn't. 
And now I look back and I think I wanted to because I thought it would please the Lord. I wanted to because I thought it was the right thing to do. But I didn't understand the value of what, of, of relationship. But when the Lord started changing me, I, I just, he started, I became a worshiper very sovereignly. It was like suddenly I couldn't get enough. I couldn't worship him enough. I couldn't, I mean, he poured that out on me. And then I saw I wasn't one because I thought, of course I thought I was. Like I am in ministry. I should, I'm a worshiper. And the Lord's like, yeah, no, not in, he said, you're worshiping with a th- two thirds of your soul. You use your mind, you use your will, you don't use your emotions. Again, kind of a byproduct of learning to live by faith and not be led by emotions, that was the byproduct for me. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It just, that's the way it was. I mean, it is wrong. Don't be that way. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to be that way. But anyway, so I started worshiping. He started changing me. And so I started having this desire to be a more, spend that time with him and hear from him like that and desire and I'm getting more intimate with him. So I said, I started this. Two weeks I did this. Lord, I'm setting my clock for six or seven, whatever it was. I'm setting my clock for six. You can wake me up earlier if you want to. I didn't know how to add it to my day, really. But I started saying that. Two weeks later, he woke me up. In the in early, and I I knew I had to like go get a pen and paper and sit down, and he started talking to me, and it was he covered coming into the throne room like an invitation. He covered coming into his presence. He talked about the situation that I was dealing with. He made me gave me peace about what I was supposed to do, and it was an assignment and all that. Then he talked to me about unity in the church, and I'm like. It was really stunning. That one day was stunning. And so it was farther between times, but it got kind of closer and closer and closer. So I apologize. I don't even remember what your question was, but that's where it started. And so the book is just that. I'm not writing a 90-day devotional. He dictated when he talks like that, now it is every day. I can't stand it. If, if I miss a day, it's hard on me. You know, I'm not doing it out of duty. I'm the, it's, it's not duty at all. But when I write, it bypasses my mind like a dictation. I just have to write what he says. And I write what I say. I write my response. So this book will have what he said adjusted, you know, for every person. You're not going to get to hear all the secrets that the Lord told me about myself, but I might let you know when he tells me that, uh, yeah, that was bitterness or that was this or that was that. I'm, I'm pretty transparent, but um, it, it'll say what he's, he's saying prophetically to you because I'll adjust it as he directs me. But then I even put some of my responses in there, good or bad, you know, and then room for you to write. What is your response? What's he saying to you? So I really pray that it, be, it does become an invitation to know any, he wants to be heard by everybody. He's not hiding from us. You know, we're, we're the ones hiding out. 
we have so many things that we put our mind to and our attention on. So that's my hope is that it is an invitation and it becomes one that by the end you're 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 doing it. You don't need me anymore, you know? Hmm. I just I love that that you said if you want to wake me up earlier, like I'll do this. I'll set my alarm clock. Lord, you know, I'm not sure fully how to fit this in my schedule yet, but I'm going to do it if you want to wake me up earlier, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the wimpy commitment. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is what time I need to get up. But if you want to talk to me, you can wake me up. And then he did. He started doing that. Yeah. But, but it's a start. And it was a start. It was an open heart. <laughs> he honored that, that fellowship. And it sounds like he just reached out to you in such a compassionate, he did. loving way. And just, you know, the way he said worship just increased in your life and that you just couldn't get enough like I'm so excited to see you know you know what comes out with your final product next year is as this releases just to see the things that you know God showed you and just that's amazing well I do hope people even hear what we're saying here today and think I don't need to wait for a book even like if you if you can be that imperfect and uncommitted that <laughs> wasn't like the most committed like I'm going to do this way to go about it but you know the Lord knows us mm-hmm. he actually knows how he made us you yeah. know he knows the bent that he made us in he knows where he needs to meet us what there's a scripture and I meant to bring it with me but um it says you know, I will, it's in the passion, but it says, I will gaze at you until I see you. And the gazing part is what we don't do. Like we come in usually if we do pray, not everybody, but many times if I was praying, I had an, I had an agenda and I had most of the time, anything that he wants us to, he wants to be our source. So don't get me wrong. He, if we have an agenda, he wants us to bring it to him. He didn't want us out fixing our own problems or worrying about our own finances. He wants to be the one that is our shepherd in all of those things. But we can't mistake that for intimacy. And I did. I thought, you know, I'm praying, but it's like this list that I want him help with, which he wants. But when what I found out was in intimacy, most of that stuff gets answered. He knows what I need. He knows I'm concerned about something. So he, in those play, that place of intimacy, how much different it is when he's telling me, I'm going to fix that for you. And, and, the, and there's, there's no, I was listening to Bill Johnson the other day. He said there's, he was defining the scripture, breaking it down, like no freshly spoken word or rhema word is without the power to bring itself to pass. No mm-hmm. freshly spoken word is impossible to God. The very word he speaks to you contains the power to bring itself to pass. And it's not just about reading the word spoken there. Hebrews talks a lot about the word spoken here. Abraham had a word spoken here. Mm. We don't need to digress. We're not supposed to digress. You know, so it's powerful to hear what he has to say about Amanda, about Dan. Yeah. You know, it's so good. I love that mm. principle that we become what we behold. Yeah. You know, and so many times there's just so many distractions in life that we stop beholding that which we should be beholding and we just behold other things. Yeah, and we don't mean to drift, but it's, it's just so easy. Yeah. And I love 
you're just you're honest mm-hmm. honesty about man i i wanted to be doing the right things but it was just you had a lot going on and i love that you i mean you knew the father you knew you know god yeah i mean you grew up in a family you knew the word but i love how even though you knew the word and you grew up with it and, and it was implanted in you that there's another layer yeah and it's like yeah god's like you know me here but i want to take you i mean and there's just eternal depths that we can just continue to go deeper and deeper it's like and so many of us we just we get to a level and we're like yeah great i know god yeah i i, I do my quiet time I don't need to learn anymore. Uh huh. I don't need to listen to anybody new. Truly, and I love that God is just inviting you, and yeah. you've you've documented that journey, and and I love how your your heart is. This is the journey I'm on, and I'm inviting you into it because this is what you know. So many times God gives us things, but it's not just for ourselves. There are things that God just gives us for us, and those are the things that you're going to withhold mm-hmm. and not you know, include. But there are other things that man like people miss out when we withhold the revelation that God gives us. If, if we're not openly just sharing that, man, so many people miss out and there's just so much wisdom that God has given you and just in, in what you've been through, just your family experiences that people are, are going to be blessed by. And I'm excited to see what God does with all this. I'm excited. I hope that people, you know, I have heard more about my calling in those times with the Lord. I didn't even know some of the things I was called to. Um, I, you know, starting a new business, a, a, an idea that you just plop in my heart in one of those times, or a correction. We, the whole scripture that talks about, you know, p- pick up your, um, strengthen your weak knees and lift up your tired hands and that is on the heels of correction. So where can he get that word to us? We rarely let other people correct us. We don't look in the mirror to correct ourselves. But it's so it's just peaceful to like lay down almost to what it is it's a laying down. It's an offering of yourself to let the shepherd make you lay down. And many times when we're he's talking to me, he'll free me from something I had no idea. And, and what freedom comes just with it's him and you face to face. He can talk to you about those things. So I, it's my prayer that people will hear what they're called to do. People will get ideas for business. People will get a- answers about raising their children. About I have even had him tell me some things that became a promise a day or two, a month later. Because I needed something that he told me here. And he'd bring it back to my remembrance. This morning, this kind of connects with what you just said. Y'all tell me if I talk too much. I talk. It's it's oh, it's, it's hard to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this morning, I had I was in a conference last. I left here yesterday afternoon. Drove to Texarkana to a, a conv- conference. My kids were getting um, ordained. My my oldest daughter and her husband. And so then, so this morning, slept last night on a sofa bed with my granddaughter and uh, <laughs> drove back this morning. So I'm driving back. I didn't, I didn't have time to, you know, 
to have my normal time. But on the way, I'm worshiping, I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm, you know, just driving with Jesus. I'm always living with Jesus, too. I am also single. I do know what Paul meant when he's like, you don't have any distractions, you know. It's like you wake up with Jesus, you go to bed with Jesus, you, you talk to him in the middle of the night, I wake up talking to him. But he's my guy. I mean, he's my main thing, right? But... um I, that might sound weird, but it's not. Um, it, he no. can be all of ours. We just have to make that decision. Um, but but I'm, I'm about halfway here, and I just, I'm like, I have to pull over. I pulled into a rest stop, pull out my notebook, and just like, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Mm. What do you want to say to me? Because I need this. He starts talking to me about peace. Fifteen minutes. He downloads this amazing thought about peace. What it really is, I put my car back in gear and get back on the road, but that word has just been sticking with me all day long. And he said, peace, this is the type of thing sometimes he says to me. Peace is, this is not a quote because I don't have it in front of me, but he said, peace is not a temporary feeling that everything's okay. He said, peace is what you get when you're with me. That's my presence in my presence, the surety, as you're, what he means by presence, is it doesn't mean just sitting there with him, but peace that you're holding his hand, the shepherd's hand, you're following him, you're right behind him. It's like the peace, it's how you feel when you're following somebody in the car and you don't have to think about where you're going, right? It's that kind of non serious thought, kind of, but that peace that everything's okay because you're walking with him and he said when you stop feeling the peace it's a sure sign that you've stopped looking at me and you've there's a veil has come between me and you that now you're disturbed and when you feel disturbed you're looking at the problem you're thinking it's hard the circumstance whatever you're dealing with a lack of peace means you're looking elsewhere and you can fix that he said, when you get your eyes on me and the, and the veil of whatever it is that's the lie, sometimes it's a lie of the enemy that comes in. Somebody said something, somebody did something, somebody, or even one that comes up from your heart. I'm abandoned, you know. You may not be thinking it in your head, but your soul's telling you. So you just put your eyes back on him. Lord, what is this? And he can just, and when you get your eyes on him, the problem doesn't have to be fixed to have peace because peace is following him. That is the natural atmosphere when you are right with him, walking through. You can be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but when you're with him, that is what peace really is. And he wants to be found by us. He wants, he says we know his voice. So, how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to maybe make mistakes. And maybe when you put your pen on the paper, maybe he, all you hear in your heart is merry-go-round. We'll write it. He'll, he will somehow take merry-go-round into the most profound thought that you've ever had. <laughs> because he doesn't care if we make mistakes. He just, it's like you put the pen in, you put it on the paper by faith. And I'll tell you, I don't always, I, 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 this is to me one of the greatest things that I've ever done. Can I, do you have time for me to do a little experiment with you? Okay, I hope everybody does this too. All right, so I'm going to tell you to say something. And um, you can even close your eyes. 
And I want you to say what I say. You're going to say it to the Lord. And then I want you to just, I like to put my hand right here on my chest because that's just kind of my, my touch point for I think of my, my spirit, my soul. And so um, when you say it, I just want you to be quiet for a second and listen. Do you hear something back? Okay, so you ready? Everybody ready who's listening? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this say, I love you, Jesus. Y'all didn't say it out loud. I, Come I on, love Dan. You, and I love you, I love you gotta Jesus. You got to do it. They're not going to do it if you mm-hmm. don't do it. Okay, so let's right. try it again, children. <laughs> I was a children's minister, so I'm not afraid of getting on to you. <laughs> okay. Hand on the heart. Here you go. <laughs> okay, I love you, Jesus. I love you, I love Jesus. you Jesus. Did you hear? Mm-hmm. I, what did you hear? Um, I heard, I love you too so much. I and I'm so proud of you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. And it was just this kind of expanding. Yes, if you yeah. have more time. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I've never said that and not heard I love you too. Not one time. And you do it with children. It's a little harder. With, I was kind of taking a risk here but with adults. Because, but I figured, you know, you know, and you know, and you're digging in all the time. So I figured you'd hear something. But with adults, they have a mental block a little bit sometimes. So you just sometimes have to do it again. But with kids, like most of the kids raise their hand the first time. Oh, my gosh, I heard. Mm. I love you, too. And you're a great baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) And so with that exercise, sometimes that's my start. If I call my mom on the phone, I say, hey, mom, what do you say to your mom or your friend? Hey, you start a conversation. Well, I can tell you he started the conversation when he died on the cross for us. He started a conversation that actually started with the Father because the Father sent him as the perfect message to us. And he wanted us to know how much he loves us. He wanted us to know. He wants us to be family. He wants us to be intimate. If that's his message, how is Jesus supposed to say that? If I don't, Why would he not say it to me? And so the second you give him a minute, the second you even give him a heart space to say, I love you, and you don't keep talking, you know, that's the thing. I was looking for one of my kids one time. I couldn't find him. And I'm like, Max, Max. I'm yelling. The neighborhood's looking for him. And I'm like, Lord, where is he? Max, Max. And I did that for like 30 minutes or more. And the Lord, I said, Lord, where is he? And he said, stop. Would you just let me answer you? And I was like, he said, go look under the table in the living room. He was asleep. He told me exactly where it was, but I wasn't listening. I was asking and then continuing to just talk. I wasn't expecting to hear. So when I say I love you, he many times will just say I love you too, and then it just keeps going. So I think that's a great, it may sound simple, but it, it's, it works every time. It works with no matter how old the people are. Younger is better. Um, and, but it just can start that because he did start a conversation. And I can say I love you back. He gave Jesus because he loved us. When you say I love you, I love you too. And blah, 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 blah. I love that. I love the idea of fellowship and expectation. Because so many times we, we don't always expect to hear. But when we do, we do hear, don't we? Yeah. But sometimes we just go in and we're, God, I'm here. But we're not fully there, are we? No. We don't walk in with expectation. But when we expect, when we, when we do, and we, we create that space in our heart, God, I love you. I'm here. 
talk. He does. But he knows. He knows when we're, when we're ready to listen. And he knows when we just need to be a little more focused. But he's gracious and he's loving yeah. and he's patient with us no matter what, isn't he? He's wow. wonderful. And just reiterating what you said, like he started that conversation on the cross mm. and how really the Father sent First him. Word. That's so true. He, and if you read the word, he's so many times to say, I will be found by you. Or he's near the brokenhearted. But the brokenhearted don't always, like they'll pray or cry out, but they don't allow him to minister back because it's not our mode necessarily, you know. Nobody's been telling us maybe. I don't know why we don't do it. I didn't. I was not doing it because I was doing trying to do it out of duty, and that doesn't work. And maybe that's the problem. I don't know what our problem is, but <laughs> his problem is he can't get any of his kids or any of his you know, any of his people to, like, give him a minute, you know, make an appointment with him. I don't know what it, some people may need to make an appointment. I'm a kind of a not, like, logistical, I'm not an administrative person. I'm like, you can wake me up if you want to. Maybe the administrative person wants to, like, make an appointment. Jesus, can I have an appointment with you? The doctor's in. I mean, he always will say yes. He's always there. It always makes me wonder what he wanted to tell me on the days I wasn't there, but he's never not there. I've been I've been not there, but he's never not there. Wow, so good. Wow. So you've done these projects before. You've done you've written this other book here, protecting your family in dangerous times. This invitation to his presence, and you said earlier before the the conversation offline that he's kind of still speaking on this so you're still yeah. kind of working out the, the the full title to this yes but he's still speaking and and he's no, he doesn't stop speaking to us does he no, i'm i'm now pretty much every day it's rare that i don't do it but it's not i don't want anybody to feel bad if they don't do it i want them to begin to realize they feel bad when they don't like I, my day is not as good i'm not as prepared there are times when he says, one day he said, um, this is the day, he wanted me to say this is the day the Lord has made. And he's like, you need to believe that I already made it. So you need to rejoice now because even later, if you didn't see anything happen, you need to be receiving that I did something that day for you. You just haven't seen yet. So just things like that. One day he said, when you say good morning, I said, good morning, Lord. He said, when you say good morning, you mean hello. When I say good morning, I mean, let me give you everything good that I've planned for you today. That's what I'm doing. I'm speaking that over you when I say good morning. How, what do you, I mean, what, he's like my devotional. It's not, it's not me trying to do something. And that's what I want people to know because he, he just, he wants to lead us. He's not been given the chance in our life, in my life. He was, I didn't let him. I think we can all be guilty of that. We're too busy trying to do things for God that we forget that, you know, it starts with fellowship first. It starts with, God, what do you want me to do? What do you, who do you say I am? And what do you want me to do for it? You know, but we, we're too busy doing this and we don't hear his voice clearly that he just, he just wants some time with us. He just, and I'm, you know, I think we all get busy in life. You know, we have kids, we have jobs, we have, and, you know, and, and, you know, I think most people can relate. I got up and I kind of went past that chair. I went to the coffee station. I started my coffee and I, for, kept I kept going. Just, yeah, I kept going. Yeah. 
and you know there's no shame in that you know it's just but know that you know Jesus misses us when we when we do that and he wants to spend that time and he's a gracious father and you know he's always waiting there because Um, he knows it's for our good amen yeah. yeah, pretty sure I missed an appointment with the God of the universe who wants to create something for me today. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's wrong? But you know what? We get up, and I'll, po- I'll point the finger at myself. I think too many times I was and still can be. You get up, I think, I got this. I know what I'm doing today. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I know what I need to do at work. I know what... Um, um, I know what the word says today. I received that word. I'm healed by faith, or I'm healed in the name of Jesus, or I'm, my needs are met by his riches and glory. And I just move on. But I didn't hear him say it. I didn't hear him say that. What would that change my day if I heard him say, Kelly, your needs are met today by my riches and glory. Man, my expectation went through the roof. My faith went through the roof because I had a freshly spoken rhema word from the Lord that contains the very power to bring itself to pass. But we got to give him that space. He's not going to interrupt our our Netflix binge, probably, maybe, I don't know, he, to give us a rhema word. So that's, we think we know too I mean, we don't know enough, but we think we know enough. And we think we know what he wants today, like you said. Amen. Well, we want to be respectful of your time. Um, I know in in this time that you've been spending with God in fellowship, you're mentioning offline that man, he's downloading a lot of new projects to yes. you, just just kind of exploding you with, with creativity. Tell us a f- little bit about a couple of those things that you're doing. Well, one, we're starting. I say we. The Lord dropped this idea in my heart in 2020. He changed me so much by bringing me other ministers to listen to that I'd never had I had thought about listening to that I started seeing how unity in the body of Christ does mature us. Hmm, that's what the word says. <laughs> Lo and behold, it does mature you because you get the areas you don't know fixed. Satan can't get you anymore because now you got the truth in this area and you're walking in this area and you're walking. In. So um, we started, he, he told me one person's name to call and I thought I was just calling them for advice. I didn't have any money and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't have enough money to build a platform, you know, do that. That sounded like millions of dollars to me. I didn't have that. So I just said, he said, call so-and-so. So I called him on the phone and lo and behold, not long later, we have a partnership formed. The, the thing is being, it's built. We're getting content. The goal of this platform is to have content from across the body of Christ, like every truth. And yeah, you may, they may not agree with this person or you may not agree with everything one person says, but if they're in there, then you know there's a truth in there that we need and we need to hear what that is. And so that's the idea behind Banner. It's Banner streaming and people can sign up. Um, it, it's free to the user and uh, they can on purpose listen to every part of Jesus Eventually, you could find every part of Jesus. And I really believe the Lord can lead people to what they need, the content that they need to hear for their life. And they can even search for things. So I'm excited about that. That's a new business. And then a new show in development for me that's just uh, Kelly. It's be a talk show. And we dig it, we'll dig into all kinds of things. So, and all the things ahead I don't know what's ahead but it's I'm excited you know I'm 57 years old I've never been so alive 
and it's because of the Lord, and it's because of those him telling me, talking to me. Just fellowship, spending that quiet time Absolutely. and just hearing, God, what are you, the dreams that you have for me? Wow. Just being open and receptive. Yeah. Amen. Kelly, what an honor to spend some time yes. with you. Oh, I feel the same. Thank you. We thank you so much for your time. Blessings on all that you put in your hands. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you.